Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Welcome to the Riverside Flow Service from the Macarius Church Headquarters with God's servant, Bishop Eddie Addy. At the Riverside, you are watered, revitalized, established, and spurred on into victory. Be strengthened as you listen. We are in honor season and we've been hearing some powerful words and works. And I know that tonight, the seed is the word of God. And you are about to receive the word of God that will change your life as it enters your life. Stand to your feet. Put your hands together. Shall we welcome Bishop Eddie Adi? Oh, please keep clapping. Hallelujah. God will do you good tonight. There is a question that has been on your mind. He will answer it tonight. By the time you are finished with the service, you would know that you have been visited by God. So you are all welcome, all our friends and loved ones, members on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you like the page and follow at the same time and share. Even in the service, you can pick your phone and share with your friends because somebody needs to hear what is coming tonight. And I believe that God will touch them and somebody will be grateful to you forever for what you have done for them. Let us pray. Oh yes. Oh yes. In just a few minutes, commit yourself to the Lord. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to um, come through to you by his word. You don't want to live the same. He promises a change. He promises a blessing. You want to have an encounter. An encounter with divinity. An encounter with the word. Will bring a major transformation into your life. You will never be the same again. Blessed be God. Mahatakayagada. Wherever you are, close your eyes or engage in what is about to take place here. God's word is about to be unveiled. God's Holy Spirit is about to work on us. Allow him to work on you. Allow him to speak to you. Allow him to penetrate your heart and your mind with the supernatural word of God. The entrance of your word, the entrance, when the word can enter, it will bring light and give understanding to the simple. Allow the word to enter. Pray that his word will enter. The entrance of your word, the entrance, not just the preaching, but the entrance into my heart, into my mind, into my life, to alter what must be altered, to rearrange what must be rearranged. Let the entrance of your word bring a blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. And here I am waiting. 
abide in me i pray and here i am longing for you Hide me in your love, bring me to my knees, bring me to my knees. May I know Jesus more and more. May I know Jesus more and more. Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. Oh, my Lord, here I am longing for you, for you, for you. Oh, hide me in your life. Bring me to my. More and more, may I know Jesus more and more. Come live, come breathe. Oh, come live in me all my life. All my open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law in Jesus name Amen God bless you, you may be seated I'm still on the subject of honor very important message for our lives Romans 13 verse 7 says render therefore to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due custom to whom custom fear to whom fear honor to whom honor somebody say honor honor, honor. honor. so we've looked at honoring relationships and making honor easy for you don't struggle with it it's a very very important subject or revelation you must have in your heart 
and practice. It's not something that is preached when you finish. It's like, oh, I've done it. It's tithing. These are all mysteries of the kingdom. When you start practicing tithing, it's not something you do because they preached about it. It's something you do because that's how you are wired or supposed to be wired. Okay? You are wired that way. It's like, I am a believer. I am a tither. And I'm a 100% tithe-paying believer. So if, if you not make a mistake, but if God touches you to give me 100 CDs as a believer, I pay 10 CDs as my tithe without fail. If you give me a birthday gift, I must honor God with the gift you have given. Yes. Even I told my sister that our insanwa that we have got for my sister we buried, we must pay tithe on it. And she said it's a good idea. Yes. You have a company, an organization, a business. Don't just pay your personal, your payee tax, but pay your payee tithe. And then pay your company's tax Tithe as well because you pay both your personal tax and then your company tax. Is that not so? Yes. So you pay the tithe also of the company. You have to learn to practice tithing that the company God has given me. eh, When I make profit on the on the company, I pay tithe on the on the on the on for the company company tithe. If you have a partner, encourage him that as our due, we must pay to. Uh, to, we must give God a tithe of what we are earning from this company, apart from our individual pocket uh, income that, or dividends. If you have dividends at the end of the year, bonus at the end of the year, you pay tithe on them. It's a practice. You should wire yourself that way. If somebody gives you 100 CDs, don't say that, oh, the food I'm going to buy is 100 CDs, so I'm, 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 I can't pay tithe on it. You should pay tithe. And rather buy only 90 CDs of the food that you are going to eat. That's what you should eat. Same way, honor is not because they have taught it. So I'm practicing it. Or honor is not because, oh, a certain day is coming to honor pastor's appreciation. So they are teaching. No, 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 no. You see, those, those, that way of thinking is quite unfortunate. Yes. It's quite unfortunate because it's not just for, it's not an event. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a spiritual mystery you must arm yourself with. And today, I want us to look at the flip side, the opposite side, the other side of honor, which is dishonor. So I'm preaching on um, the spiritual problem of dishonor. <laughs> Yes, please. Spiritual, it's a spiritual problem. In Isaiah 53 verse 3, it says, He is despised, which is, he is not honored, and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we, we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Hmm? Are you there still or you've gone home? 
we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not NIV please NIV 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 New International Version let's all read together go he was despised and rejected by mankind a man of and this prophecy is about Jesus Christ a man of suffering and familiar with pain like one from whom people hide their faces he was despised and we held him in low esteem yeah hey are you there still or you've gone home yeah they despised Jesus and regarded him so lowly which is dishonor and disrespect to the point where they were able to even crucify him with a very shameful death you have to be to, to actually accord a person some kind of shameful status and disgraceful or lowly status to put him on a cross because hanging people on a cross you see let's say today if you find somebody is being they, they hang a tire around a person and they are burning him it's a very low it's like an armed robber who is not regarded somebody that they don't want you to take you to police pool that they want to finish you on the street hey you don't deserve even a coffin it's like you are so useless to the society that they don't want to spend their energy to go to police write statement and it's like you are such a low grade low that's how we did not say they, they, he was despised and rejected of mankind even the fact that the mob were screaming crucify him it's like so many people don't like him again hey I mean they must have really gone low with respect for Jesus to bring him to that point and this was prophesied by Isaiah and he said like one from whom people hide their faces he was despised yes and you see somebody you even know and you see that he has been arrested for something shameful you will turn away you will not say that you know him you pass by and hide your face and behave as though you've never seen him before if he's even trying to call you, you run faster. <laughs> he says it's a pickpocket. He has found him, he was picking pockets and things. And it's like, oh, he has gone to somebody's restaurant, he has eaten, he didn't pay. Do you see? <laughs> and they've, they've held his trousers and lifted him up. <laughs> but I mean, when I, I met my friend that the police had accosted, and they were putting him and they were almost taking him to the cells and he was screaming be reasonable be reasonable i did not hide myself my face from him yes i told them that he's my brother and i told them that he's a pastor and that he's an honorable man but i don't know why today he's so belligerent he's not i told him i told them that he is not like that he's usually not like that they told they told me that they told him that you are very lucky because of this man. They were taking him. 
How do you arrest a, 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 a peace-loving civilian a, a citizen and, and, and arrest him at 2 a.m. for crossing red light? Who, who, who stops at a red light at 2 a.m.? <laughs> In a dark area. <laughs> hey. Be reasonable. And when I saw the police, so many policemen, only him. Waving his hand, be reasonable, be reasonable, be reasonable. <laughs> I did not hide my safe my face from him, God. I did not behave as one, you know, from whom people hide their face. Very, very wild. So, but Jesus, they got to a point where even his closest allies and associates, like Peter and John and James, these are people with whom he went. In the one of the most fantastic spiritual manifestations of the appearance of Elijah and Moses, do you understand? On the mountain, that only the three of them are there, and they can see Moses, they can see Elijah, they can see Jesus. And Peter said, It is enough. That we are here. We don't even need to be where you are. We want to build three boots. One for you, Elijah, this one, and then we will just be outside. We'll be in the rain. We don't mind. Yet he ran away. He is the one who said that if all men forsake you, me, oh, to their death, I'm going with you. One small girl came and stood in front of me. Hey, you are one of Jesus' disciples. And me, I swear my father can turn a talk. I've never seen the man before. <laughs> That he's, he swore by the knee of his father. The knee cap. Yes. Cantona. Canto is knee. And po is the cap. So my father's cantona po. I swear my father cantona po. That I've never seen the man before. So. Our savior was despised. Yeah. Babu says that. Like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised. And we held him in low esteem. Like you are a persona non grata. Onarata. Onarata. Useless. And I think today, the church still, sometimes there are many churches and Christians who dishonor the Lord. Yeah. He doesn't have much honor from us. So, in this little Bible study we are having tonight, I'm showing you the spiritual problem of dishonor. Where you, 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 you esteem someone not. You don't esteem him. You despise him. Yes. So let me show you a few things. Now this one is about the signs of dishonor. I don't know how many will do? There are about four items, but each of them has things under them. And we are starting with the signs of dishonor. One is first sign of dishonor is your absence. Your absence. In First Samuel fifteen twenty-eight, he says, "And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent." the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou 
And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent. For he is not a man that he should repent. Then he said, that is Saul now is responding to Samuel. And he said, I have sinned. Yet honor me now, I pray thee, before the elders of my people and before Israel. By what? Turning again with me. Come with me. I need your presence. When your presence is there, it will honor me, Pab. But if you are not there, I will be ashamed. That I may worship the Lord thy God. So the presence of someone at your event, at your thing, eh? It shows honor. Yeah. That's why when you don't attend services, eh, it's a sign that you don't really honor the man. Yeah. And you are not online. It means your honor is lowering. It's coming down. It is said that familiarity is the reason for low attendance at conferences for men of God. And familiarity is, is one of the major catalysts for the reducing of honor that you have and the esteem you have for someone. And once you know the person been for the meeting one, two, three, four times, you get used to it. Now it's not the wow effect is gone. So you don't uh, if I don't go crap, okay, I'll listen to it later. It shows that your level of honor has gone down and you are bothering on dishonor by your absence. By your non-attendance You are saying That I don't regard you much Yes Because the one you regard you will go there Pastors All those guys Who don't come for your center meetings Is a sign of dishonor for you because if there was somebody else I remember a few times I've been for center services And you should see there And all the pastors say that This is our largest attendance this is our la-. Because for me They accord a certain honor And for you, you are lightly esteemed If I was to say A certain man of God was coming for this Tuesday service There will be more than half of the hall That is full From branches from uh, from centers, from basentes, from basontes, from dancers, from choristers, from everywhere. You see that they are failed. They failed. But when I am the one who is here, you see, you see that the person doesn't come and either they don't. And even the pastors don't have a certain feverish way of mobilizing their members. Well, I'm the one preaching today. And if you don't change it. You may think you honor the person, but you are bothering on dishonor, which therefore shows that the one, like I told you that I'll give you the verse, First Samuel 2.30, where God told um, the, the prophet or the man of God to go and confront Eli, that anybody who <coughs> despises me, uh, he says, I will despise him. Yeah. And anybody who honors me, I will honor. And the one who despises me will be lightly esteemed. It's like... Oh, you will not think of you much. So, 
It's up to you. But that's why I'm saying I'm teaching about it because sometimes you are unaware of the implications of your actions. Because the implications of your actions are far more far reaching than what you may you may think it is. Yeah. So it may look like, oh, it was just I mean, I went last week, I went the week before, it's just this week that I'm not going. But it shows something. Why does God himself say that where two or three pastor daniel are gathered in my name there i am in the midst of them it it means that the gathering of the people is a very serious matter for god yes the gathering of the saints it may look like oh we met on sunday I mean, if I was there on Sunday and, I mean, Tuesday I didn't go. I mean, it's not a big deal like that. I mean, God willing, (laughs) center services, Thursday, isn't it? I'll be there. If I'm there too, it's not bad. So I wasn't here on Tuesday. I wasn't here at the convention, but I was there on the Sunday and I went for the whole night last month. Do you see? Why would God say that blessed is the man whom he chooses? He chooses and causes to approach why does he put a blessing for those who come before him yes blessed are those blessed are they who what who dwell in your house that uh, they will ever be praising you yes blessed are those whose strength is in the lord whose hearts are set on our god it's when your heart is set on god the bible says that they will appear before him all of them that come to zion they will appear before god god is important to him so when you don't appear somewhere do you see it shows that's why saul was saying that look i'm going to worship if you don't come there's like ah but we are here where's prophet samuel where's the prophet yeah how come the prophet is not here and you are here so where's the prophet today it means that the prophet has rejected the service and that is not in the service it's, it's a dishonor for so Saul saw that he will not be honored before the people if Saul, uh, Samuel is not there it shows you something it must tell you that your absence is very very important and by your absence you are actually telling somebody that I dishonor you that's why when we have Good Friday well, all of us go there all of us why because there is a prophet god has given us he says come i'm going to have one good friday service and whether the place is packed whether the sun beats you (laughs) whether you don't have a place to sit whether you don't have a car to go there or that the bus was full you are supposed to arrive if you do honor the person Number two, your failure to call on someone or visit him or visit her can be a sign of dishonor. Failure to call on a person like a catsy call. Yeah. In Matthew, everything is in the Bible. So I'm going to read the verses. So you must, it's a Bible study. So don't look in the air. Make sure you have notes. Those of you who are at home, sometimes you are watching the preaching as though you are watching a movie on Netflix. 
Do you see? So your eyes are just on. But take a notebook, even though the children are around, take something, a notebook, notepad, iPad, something, and jot down the points because they are important for your practicing. Because I may teach this, I may not teach it again in the next two or three years. And you may think that I've never spoken about honor, but this one-time teaching is supposed to guide all of us for all eternity till Jesus comes. It must be, it must inform your actions. By your absence. It's not about honor someone so you just find some hundred dollars and bring. You see, you should have kept your money. Because your heart is set on I won't come. I won't go. I will not be there. If I like, I'll come. If I don't like, I'll be here. After all what? You can't control my life. That's the dishonor. So when the time comes, the person's birthday, they are now bringing $100, $200, or $1,000. That's not the honor. You are already in the position of dishonor already. And the money crown maybe even is an insult. Well, some people give and it, it empowers them to talk and criticize just because they had the opportunity to give. Because in their hearts, is that when you call, I won't come when you want me to come. I won't go when you want me to go. I will come when I want to come. And I'll go when I want to go. You can't control my life. Now I'll honor you on my terms, not on your terms. But, um, you are wrong. <laughs> honor is determined by the one who is receiving it. Yes. Honor is determined by the one who is receiving it. That this is what I want. If somebody wants something and you give him something else, that's why he said, if I'm a father, where is my honor? Then he says, so, but we say we have brought, we have brought <laughs> our sacrifices and everything. And you say, we, we, are, we, are, we have not honored you. He said, but you have brought me useless goats, blemished goats and, and sick ones, tuberculosis reading goats and other goats that are coughing and, and, and one-eyed goats and one-legged ones that you have brought. Ones that are not clean. That's what you have brought to me. So even though you have brought a gift, I reject the gift. And I reject it is not honor to me. And I'm telling you that at the base of honor is your presence. Before you think of money, don't think of money. You see, when you think of money, even your money you are given, you won't give the right amount, or you will not, it will not come in a way that is honorable because you, your heart is not postured in an honor way. It's not postured. Whether it's your pastor or your father, I tell you, your father's birthday, you didn't go. You didn't make any arrangement to be there. All your siblings went when it was he was not well at the hospital, they all went. You didn't go. It's a sign that you don't honor him. Number two, your failure to call on someone. In Matthew chapter 2 verse 11, look at what happened. And when they were come into the house, this is um, the three wise men. They went to the herald and, and told him that they hear that a king has been born. And they wanted to come and worship the king. Say, oh, he didn't know that a king has been born, but it's not in his house. So go and find a place. Then he himself will come and worship the, 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 the king. <laughs> 
So when they went, they were coming to the house. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. Because Herod's aim was to kill the child. He didn't want any other child king that has been born that is not a royal that is not from the royal house. Hey. <laughs> then, then something is wrong. It's like the queen has died and the son of there's a king somewhere in Ghana. Oh how dear oh how. <laughs> so a black boy with a black face that is now coming to be the, the, the king of the, of, the, of the United Kingdom. The, hey. Today I heard that the queen has her face on five currencies in the world. Yes. Five different countries have her face on it. She is also the, uh, the queen, she was the queen of uh, Scott, uh, uh, Australia. And that she could bring down the, the whole, the prime minister can, can cause him to resign or to sack him from the place. Hey, I was shocked. Can you imagine that such a monarch is sitting on the, her throne and then some three people come and say that we hear that a king has been born say, ah, nobody has given Prince Charles, has, uh, Prince Charles hasn't got any child no newborn has been found in, uh, anywhere we don't have anybody else in the. Uh, 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 has anybody given birth that we don't know how can somebody be pregnant for nine months and the, 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 the queen doesn't know so Herod was surprised that he's sitting on the throne and you come from your village, your hometown, your different countries and you come and say that uh, there's a king born. And they went to the palace because that's where they were expect that a king has been born there. When they got there, he says, no, nobody has been born here. Okay, go and find a place, I'll come and worship. But it was a trick. Because if he had, they had come to tell him that, oh, he's in such and such a house, he would have slaughtered the child. Or he wouldn't have liked any child to come after him to be a king. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Wow. Then Herod, verse 16. When he saw that he was mocked, you see, of the wise men was succeeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men so your visit to someone's house that you didn't honor is a sign of disrespect so he saw it that that they didn't come back it means they were mocking him they dishonored him and he became angry because you see i may be in my office and you are my member you've never come to pay a curtsy call on me before it's a sign of dishonor in the name of i'm shy oh in our culture in our culture you don't go and talk to your father like that I don't even know what I'm come to say I don't know maybe I'm so busy that as a useless person like me you will not like to see my face for even two seconds so I don't, I don't know whether, I don't even know is your face in this compound see what you may not understand is <laughs> in the cloud okay thank you very much my office is in the cloud okay no problem then you must come to the cloud 
sometimes it is spelling dishonor yes and a lack of faith and confidence yes but the day you have something that is of importance to you 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 would probably find your way you say, oh, can I see Bishop? Can I, see? I need to let him know about this because at this time there, he has to come in. I need his presence in my wedding so that my, my family members can see that I belong to a powerful church. I want to use the main hall. I want to talk to Bishop about this. I want to talk to Bishop about this. I want to use the main hall. Oh, you can use it, but you have to pay. Because... We have a wedding chapel already. So if you need to use the main hall because of your crowd or the prestige of it, then you have to pay for it. And it's not cheap like that because all these lights have to come on at once. Generator has to be turned on so that you're playing the generator. No. Oh, vroom back. You see that one gallon is finished. <laughs> and you to you won't come early. So the, the thing will be on for a very long time before you arrive. And all it has to be on. We can't say we are turning it on when you arrive. Do you see? So we have to be on. Uh, so the charging is more than you can carry. But that wedding chapel is free for you. And we take the offering too and give to you. Uh-huh. But when you come here, we cannot afford the generator, this thing, and that. So I remember I've been paying tithe. Okay, bring your tithe. Let's calculate it and see how much your tithe is. <laughs> Actually, most people clear their tight arrears when they are going to marry. Because me, I tell them that I've told Ken, if somebody comes here who has not, who is not a regular tither, and you allow the person to pass because the person gives you some two thousand CDs or five hundred Ghana CDs, you will hear from my lawyers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from the treasury. I've cleared everything. It's not charging you, but there are also services that must be also done decently and in order. You can't just, everything is not free like that. Electricity is not free. Don't, don't sit on Facebook and say that ah, but every church should make their members free. Stop that way of talking. Do you understand? You don't understand everything. Eh? The data you are using, is it free? Yeah, you are paying. Eh, but church, there should be free. Do you think I eat air? Eh, you who are talking like that, do you think I eat? Eh, do, I, do you think if I want to eat breakfast tomorrow, it's in Frama? Then it enters me, then my stomach becomes big. If my stomach becomes big by air, do you know what it will mean for me? I need to fill it with rice and stew. Yes, please. Don't, don't be so argumentative over things like this, okay? So, our policy, you pay for the main hall when you are using it. And the, the wedding chapel there is also beautiful, it's free. And most people cannot fill it. <laughs> it's not easy to fill it. You may see it small like that. Go and bring your crowd. You see maybe some 10-15 people be outside as the overflow. That's all. Meanwhile, you thought there would be 300 people outside. Yeah. People shout, yeah, but they don't really come for weddings like that. So, <laughs> are you listening to me? So Herod the king considered they are not paying, coming to him, visiting him back as dishonor. He was very angry with well, about such a thing. That he slaughtered all the children in the kingdom. 
who were two years and under because he was he, he asked them that how, how old will he be so he will not be more than two years so okay i hear you so he cleansed the whole kingdom eh, of all children who were less than two years too wild so by your absence by your non-visiting never paying a call never seeing the person to go and say oh i am here oh, i'm here <laughs> i'm i acknowledge you are my bishop i just want to come and say hello to you i've been in the church for five years i've never seen you face to face before but today dear i recognize that you are my bishop you are my i know you have not fished me out from the congregation because sometimes i pick people okay you come okay you come i want to see you in the office i want to see you and i say who are you what's your name so I say, ah, you've been here for two years ah, even your face if I were to see you in town, who know that you are my member? And you tell you, you come to my church. And how long have you said? Two years. Ah, two years. And I have not seen your face before. You see, when we see people in the congregation, their faces, it's not easy to put face and name, face and name, face and name. When I am, you can see me. And then I'm also on the big screen, so I'm, I'm more visible. <laughs> but it's not easy to see a person when you you close from the service and say ah is that yes one to many is not simple like that but many to one is quite simple yeah so brothers and sisters that you don't visit a person who is you you claim to be honoring is a sign of dishonor yes yes the failure of the wise men to pass by the king's court was a sign that they dishonored him yeah that's why he was so angry he said, ah, but i thought they are coming back why come they didn't come back what assemble the guards let's go to town we don't know which house but we must just kill everybody and when we kill everybody that it will include that one <laughs> mercy are you there still number three I, I think it's only this one we can do for today. Disregarding advice can be a sign of dishonor. We are looking at signs of it. We are talking about the, the spiritual problem of dishonor. No? Some of the, the signs. That's, so you may not say you dishonor someone, but these are signs. When you see them in you, you know that you also have one. Disregarding advice can be a sign of dishonor. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged and that it may be well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. When you honor your father and your mother and their advice doesn't mean much to you, it's a sign of dishonor. That's why they were obey your parents in the Lord. Obey your parents in the Lord. Obey your parents in the Lord. Yeah. So pray for your parents that they will not give you commandments that are not in the Lord. And instructions that are not in the Lord. Or oppose things that the Lord is asking you to do. Pray about it. Bible says pray for those who are in authority over you. It includes your parents. Because 
It's a very wild thing, oh, if you dishonor your, your parents. Because the Bible gives us, the Bible says, this is the first commandment with a promise. So if you read, thou shalt uh, shall not have any other God besides my God. You shall not take the Lord thy God in, in name in vain. Uh, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. There's no, all the instructions or the commandment, ten of them. The major commandments of the Bible, no. One, the main one that came that they added, honor thy father and thy mother. That's it will be well with thee and that thy days will be long upon it it's only that one that shall not matter there's no promise that shall not cover thy neighbor's good and his wife there's no promise that shall not take the name of the lord thy god in vain it's, there's no promise to it but this one <laughs> he attached a promise of long life and well-being to it and you see people who have problems with their parents they don't even because you see you are not spiritually educated that's why you 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 don't even think much of it that oh my my father is a drunkard if you knew the father that i had i know you will not be saying that i should honor him when i'm honoring him he's dishonoring the honor then i should go and clean it nonsense he didn't look after me, he didn't pay my fees. The way my mother struggled to look after us, how can I, how can I, even if I try to do anything for my father, my mother will not be happy. That's why I say, pray for your father and your mother. Because <laughs> these are your parents. And these are the ones that there's a spiritual instruction about. And even your spiritual father too. Pray for us. So that we don't lead you in a way that is difficult for you to follow. Now you won't pray. And if instructions come, if you say, um, this is a useless, this day, I will not follow it to be a nonsense. But you don't know that you are walking in dishonor. Yes. Bishop said, he went to our churches in America. He had a camp all those days, just a few people. So the whole day they came. Then he was doing the preaching, he was so burdened about debts and mortgages and you know entangling yourself in these things because he could see as a spiritual leader and a spiritual person, somebody who has studied the Bible and practices for many years that debt is not a good thing by biblical principles and by practice in, in the world. He was crying poor as he was talking about this. And then he left. When he left, no, some people went to <laughs> contract more debts, like open more things to get more loans. It's like what you said there. We have no time for such things. It's like, ah, you come to come, you come from Ghana, you come and say that, you know, you shouldn't have borrow and have debts. And that, you know, the system here, over here, you know, some people live in America, so over here. Who doesn't have a credit card? Over here, who, da- who is not in debt? America, everybody owes. Everybody owes. And your credit, credit rating is very good. It makes you, you know, it's like the banks like such people. Do you know, what do you know about amortization of uh, future earnings? What do you know about securitization of uh, 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 future earnings and amortization? 
and 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 you need a credit score for life what do you know about it yeah you are just a pastor please concentrate on your that's what even many politicians do when 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 they see pastor they always say pray for us as if we have no brains to advise It's like when you try to make any comment about say, oh, you're a pastor, what do you know? Stay in your lane and just pray. Just pray for us. Don't say anything. But pastors, most pastors, I believe there are some pastors who have enough wisdom to lead this nation to become a first world, this nation. This is our country called Ghana. Sometimes when you enter churches, you see the order. You see the buildings. And you wonder that why can't the nation which has so much resources because those who are there they themselves know it that they know what to do but they will never do what they know to do that will turn things around because they may think that they won't gain much from it for their personal use they know it themselves ah Can make roads. This is our year, year of our roads. So we are watching, we are watching the roads. Year of roads. It's good. It's good. But it's, it's, it's what should be done. We learned it in civic education when I was in Saito. Civic education was, a, 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 I don't know whether, what is it called now? Social studies. Social studies. They used to they, they give you the, the government that a government, eh? It provides no 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 the citizenry are supposed to pay taxes to the government to help the government have money so it's one of the sources of income for a government are the taxes of the people and when they collect the taxes they are supposed to use it for social I mean, I've, don't, I've never read it anywhere in, it was in social studies or uh, civic education that I learned about social amenities such as what? roads, schools hospitals pipe bone water yes and what? KVIP yes those days I don't think KVIP we didn't know about KVIP in those days Kumasi ventilated improved pit KVIP what what was first done in Kumasi eh? Ah. when they see pastors it's like we don't have any comment to make about how roads can be done or how our cocoa or our gold can be turned into something that can benefit us. The pastor, they don't have brains for such things. We only have prayer. Go and pray. Go and pray. We are chopping the money. We know how to eat it. Yes. I mean, we have to spend how to spend it. Yeah. Pastors don't have anything to say about how contracts should be awarded. Sometimes you see a road has been made. I pray that year of roads, when the roads are made, they won't get spot in a month. I know roads in our area here, they were constructed. Within two weeks, they started coming out. I mean, potholes started developing in the roads. I was wondering that. Ah, so when they come and arrest the man who made this road, they didn't arrest him. The thing was, uh, it's still there. I can show you the road. And if anybody is listening and wants to challenge me, come, I'll show you that road. But they will, they will never bring that contractor to book because they know themselves how the man did the road and that it's not possible for it to be first class. 
Because baby, I want to chest canakono. So, I feel no my yukum. So, also, we are politicians. We are now quiet. So often you say you honor pastors, but you despise them based on the fact that the advice doesn't mean anything to you. Or he cannot talk about this, talk about that, talk about that. He should just pray. Just pray for us. I'll just beat my wife. You just pray for us. It will be okay. But a pastor should be able to talk. And if you honor him, it's not just bring him 10,000 Ghana cities or $10,000. It means that when he says, don't beat your wife, it means you keep your hand in your pocket. And if you are so provoked that you really want to beat, call your pastor and say, Pastor, hey, I want to beat. What should I do? Then he say, come to my house. Then you go to his house. So your, your locus will, will change your, your vision. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. But but when you do, you, the person is advising you, won't take him. Mm. Then you call him daddy. Yeah. You should call him Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Are you there? Then say I'm here. Then if you call him Mickey Mouse, then he will also determine how to relate with you as a mouse. That is not about. I mean, you say you honor Bishop that. So uh, they say, hey, you are going to honor him. You are going to bring this money. But you never listen to his messages. You never follow anything he says there. You are not interested. That's why you even struggle to honor. Because the honor, if you have to honor somebody physically, it's diff- it will be, I don't know how you even do it. It will be very difficult for you. Because only any relationship, whether physical or spiritual, don't have any relationship with the person. That's why you, you struggle to honor your father. Because when he talks, you, you despise his wisdom. You, you, are, you hate his voice. You don't want to talk to him on the phone. Then your siblings come and say, let's organize and buy something for daddy on his birthday. It's like, okay, Munji 500. And that 500, eh, you should have kept it. Because you, you have almost slapped your father with the money. But we don't really honor him because his voice, his advice, his counsel, whatever he even normal conversation cry, you hate it. You hate it. If he calls you, you, you see his number, then you leave it for it to ring out and go off. Then you, you get another call when you say it's him again. Then you put it aside. Because we cannot see you. He can't see you, isn't it? So you see how you behave. You make your face, contort your face. Then when your siblings say, oh, we are all contributing thousand, thousand, then you give it. When you give it, it doesn't show honor. It's just a cosmetic arrangement to save your face. But the real honor there is not to your father. Maybe somebody else. But even your, you may honor your, your, your father-in-law or your mother-in-law. But not your own father or your own mother. Because you hate them with a passion. Because of what you think they did to you. And you may be wrong. Go and ask uh, Ham, the son of Noah. His father was drunk. 
he drank i mean i don't know he was so happy he he came out of the flood he got saved he planted a vineyard and then he brought fruits and then he, he harvested the thing and then he ran out the juice and he drank and he was he fell he was so drunk that he went to his bed and he slept and he was naked now if you are drunk and you are naked and you are in your room too is it is it, is it, is it your problem but if it's your father you have to learn to cover his nakedness no matter what he has done no matter how he has done it that's what he's also chasing the last if you cry me chasing my father is contending with me over a girl in a certain compound house The other day I saw some ladies in the church. They say their father is going for a certain small girl and the small girl is their age, so they don't agree. I said, I said, hey, come here, come here. What are you what are you what are you saying? What are you saying? Do you know what it means? You are here in town, your father is in the village, far away. You go there once a month, once in three months, and so on. And his, your mother has died. And now your, your father is going to look for a wife. And he found a smaller girl. And because it's your age, you know, you don't want your father to be happy. He should go and find an old lady who is a grandmother. <laughs> ah, I don't understand it. And somebody you are watching me on Facebook, you are looking at me and you are saying that Bishop, this is exactly what I'm going through, and I don't want my father to marry because it's my age. It's your age, and so what, my sister? Are you are you do you have any right to determine whom his heart should should pump for? You yourself, when you are looking when you are looking for a husband or a beloved, or is it does your father can he control the person you can fall in love with? Why do you think at your age you can determine the type of woman your father must should marry? Ah. And you will not go to the village to go and look after him. And 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 the little girl is the one who will run when he says, "I want hot water to bath." She will run and bring it. I want a watcher from uh, Abamami. She will run to go and bring it. If you go and marry a grown-up woman, grandmother who cannot even walk. How will she do other things? Look, don't fall into a place that will bring a curse on your life. God is saving you. God is delivering you. Release your father and love him with all your heart and allow him. Pray for him. Pray for him so that it will be well with him. Bishop says his father told him, never drive somebody's car. See? Oh, my friend is my friend. He gives me that sometimes he's very tired, doesn't want to drive. He says, Oh, I should take it for lectures and come. So, what is wrong with it? My dad doesn't want me to be happy. This one too, is it a problem? 
My friend says I should drive. He always insists. Even sometimes when we are going now, he says he doesn't want to drive. I should drive. My father too says I shouldn't drive. Me, I'll drive. Ah. Problem be even if there's an accident, my friend will take it because he told me to do it. You see, you are not walking by a certain wisdom. And if you think you are wise, what it means is that your wisdom is making you despise your father. Yes, and dishonor him by rejecting the direct advice he gave you that don't drive somebody's car. Do not drive somebody's car. Do not drive or don't wear somebody's shoe. Osio is my roommate. So when I'm going for a lecture, sometimes I wear his shoe to go. My father too says, I shouldn't wear my, my anybody's shoes. What is wrong with that? So I'm saying that you may say, I'm going to honor my father a thousand dollars. Keep it. Because you are despising your father, dishonoring him, and trying to use money to just cover your face that you have honored him that's not honor the honor should have come from that little instruction he gave you number four leaving home unceremoniously can be a sign of dishonor in Luke 15, we read of the prodigal son story. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father. Start from verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. He says, And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together what he had. I'm sure the days that he was waiting, he was converting some to cash. And the Bible says, and took his journey into a far country. We are going to a far country. You can't take furniture that has been divided for you. Beds that have been divided for you. I mean, you cannot. You have to find a way of converting it to cash so that. So I don't know whether he sold some to the brother or sold some to the neighbors. And there wasted his substance with riotous, riotous living. You see, if you think about it, that you are in the house with your, your two boys. One of them can say, give me the portion of inheritance. I I think their tradition allowed it. Because I don't see how today my son John Dag will come and say, I should give him the portion. I don't have anything to give you. If you want to go, go. (laughs) That will be my response. Yeah. And even the fact that you are coming to ask for the inheritance, I've disinherited you. Yes. I will not die now. I've disinherited you. I've removed you from my will. <laughs> but I think in those days, their tradition allowed for you to do something like that. That's why he divided it and said, Okay, you can have this, you can have this. So, what will you do with it? So, I want to travel. And we are going where? Oh, 
I don't know yet, but when I get there, I'll call you. No, he went. No, the days of no internet, no WhatsApp calling, no video calling, no GPS, nothing. He left to a far country and there. But I'm sure they, he must have sent a message or two because the brother heard that he was chasing girls rough, rough. But when he came back, the brother said that this thy son who has wasted your, his living with uh, with, with harlots, he was he, he broke down the, the, the riotous living. Hey, with women. So he went. So if you are there and your son comes that he wants to go, it will be painful to the father. And you could see that the father was very heartbroken because it seemed like he was always looking out of his window, looking out to see whether this child will one day come back. So part of the day, he will go and work, 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 and then part he will come and stand and observe. Look, Bible says that he saw him afar off when he was coming. He saw the walking, he saw the size, he saw, I'm sure he must have lost some weight, but he knew his son. The Bible says that he saw him afar, he saw him when his father was a a way of, eh, yet a great way of, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. As the father, yeah. that's a loving. So such a loving father, you are leaving him unceremoniously. You are not yet married to leave the house. It's not yet time for you to have your own apartment. Then you just leave. Some of you, you are in the house with your father. You even tell him that you are spending the weekend or the night at your friend's house. When they open your door, you are not there in the night. In the morning, you are not there. Hey, now hey. Now, of course, you are here with us in the house. If you are going to spend the night in your friend's house, you don't have the decency to call your father, even to ask that, is it okay for me to stay outside? Oh, if I'm not, um, I told my, I mean, my friends, so you always know that I go there. The other day I told you I was going there, I went there. The last time I went there, I went. So every time I've told you that I'm going, that's where I went. So today they are told that if I don't tell you, you know where I am. That's dishonor. You are dishonoring your father. Now go and sleep in a boy's house. And a boy's house and a co's house, they are different. The things you have done staying in people's houses, your father cannot even imagine it. You leave your father's house unceremoniously. Yeah. Some of you are in your father's house. You have to marry before you leave. Oh, Mastati Ajumana, Ajumano, because you want to be independent of your father and control your time and your life. See, what you are doing is that you don't you you are despising your father and rejecting the honor that you should accord him and refusing it. Me, I, I started working at VRA and they gave me a bungalow at Akuse, and I will go. I'll always come back for weekend to the house. To the house of my uncle and my auntie who took me in. 
They were not even my parents, but I had taken them as my parents because they took me in just before I entered university. And when I finished and got a job, yes. and I would go there every weekend, I go there. They will know that I'm around. Yes. And, and I had a bungalow. And I married till I married on the 16th of March, 1991. When I dressed up, went to the church from the house. Then I told them that now that I'm married here, oh yeah, I'm going to eat my wife's food. And I'll sleep with her in the same bed. And, and, and from time to time, we will come and visit you from time to time. But that weekly weekend, every coming back, no, it will, it has ended. And they understood it, and they knew it, and it's a proper way to live. Yeah. Proper way to live. Beautiful. Is that Esther? Esther, when you get a beloved, don't move to his house. Away from your mother's house and your father's house. That oh, he really loves me, and he has five, three bedroom house. His father has given him, and it's like there's nobody there. And over here, where we are, where we are, we are six. You see, and four of us are in one room, and you and, and daddy are also in one room. So the six of us is a bit tight. Sometimes when I want to go to work, and somebody is bathing, I always get to work late because when uh, uh, Frida goes to in the bathroom, she never finishes early, so it affects me. But in my that boy's house, there, there, there are four, there are four bathrooms. There are four bathrooms, and only the two of us. You have left your father's house unceremoniously. Yes. Oh yes. You have left your father's house unceremoniously. And it's not a blessing. It's a dishonor. Wait for your father to walk you down the aisle. Come, come. Come. Yes. For your father, come. Daddy, come. Who knows her father? Yes. To take you. Eh? What do they say? They say, Pam, 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 pam. Then they bring you. Then your father will, will hand you over. I don't know who the beloved is. Do you have a beloved? No. Okay. It's a play. Uh, Daddy, go and sit down. Okay, you, you hand her over. She'll come and then she'll be here. Then, then the beloved will be on your on your right yes your beloved will be here then you'll be here then if i am still around or you invite me to your wedding i'll be the officiating minister then i'll be saying that dearly beloved we are here because your daddy has honorably come then said dearly beloved we are gathered in the south of the face 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 Kenneth Nate on this 27th day of September willingly and freely and with all my blessings give away my daughter to marry this handsome young man with all my blessings ah, then you clap for your daddy you see when we clap for him that's when you have the right to go and stay in somebody's house you have accorded 
him the honor. You see. Uh, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> yes. Are you listening to me? Look, I'm not joking. No. Because there are several ladies who are spending nights, weeks, months in a boy's house in the name of accommodation. Yes. And sometimes you just go and be in a hotel, uh, then you leave from the hotel. You don't give your father the honor of even there. sometimes you go and find some uncle or some brother or some cousin, grown up cousin. Now, oh, you know, Jose, you are my father. Because you have not given your father that honor. Hey, but honor your father. Honor, you see, and the honor comes from according him the due respect. Don't leave home unceremoniously. Yes, and they are pastors. You see, you'll be here like this uh, one day when you are not happy. You leave your father's house unceremoniously. Yeah. You'll be pre- you'll be standing, say amen. What a word, what a word, what a word. One day when uh, something uh, a sickness afflicts you that is making you feel so bad you want to leave the system. You never even you never air your views. If you are hurt, you never say it. You just leave. You just leave. So I have to go and do something. I want to move on to do something else. Then the church or the center that I, by the grace of God, have trusted you to 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 look after the members and and introduce you to them that you are a man of God, so they should obey you. But I cannot send you to people and tell them not to obey you. Only me they should obey. It cannot work. And leave you to pastor them and whatever, then one day you leave and break them out of my hold. Unceremoniously. That's dishonor. Now you see all these pastors, oh, the way we love our pastors, the way we cherish you, hey, it's painful. And there are many such pains that have come to our sides by our sons and daughters whom we have raised up and loved and pampered and spoon-fed. Even what to preach, you were spoon-fed and given and helped over the years to make your landing as a man of God comfortable. And Eddie, you know how to wait on God, eh? You know how to get revelation. And so on. And God said you should leave. Eh? And you should leave. Your father says, Don't go. You say you are going. You have to go at this time. Even if I said, No, don't go at this time. So you go. Archbishop, eh, when he had his divorce, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. My bishop, my father asked him that. So if Archbishop Benson Dahusa, who is his spiritual father, was alive, what would have happened? I mean, you see, do you think that you'd have still divorced? And he told Bishop that. If he was alive, he doesn't think the divorce can be ever possible. He said, oh, why? He said, oh, he would tell me to wait. He said, wait till I tell you. And so I'll wait till I tell you, no. 
Ibu said, two years you are still waiting. Five years you are still waiting. So before you realize, ten years you are still in the thing. So you have to force and make it work. Because he honors the man. He will say, wait till I tell you. He will wait. By you? If you also well, we found somebody who you, is your beloved, say, ah, are you sure that you know him well? Have you t- take your time? Oh, oh, we know each other. Just say, we more blow four times already. <laughs> so the, as you think that, you say, uh, do you know each other? For just say, oh, we know, yeah, we know us, uh, we know. Just because they have had sex four times, they feel that they know each other. He washes his boxer shorts. He cooks for him. Do you see? Her pants are in the house. She has clothes in the house. She spends nights there. You are now asking them whether they know each other. So she's not even happy with your interrogation. Yes. What are you talking about? So what I'm saying is that after all this, then you come and say that, oh, this is my father. I really honor you. Here is 20,000 Ghana cities. No, that's not how we honor people. And then finally, finally, your stubborn, yes, sit down. Your stubbornness can be a sign of dishonor. When Pharaoh wouldn't allow the Israelites, hey, my time, when Pharaoh wouldn't allow the Israelites to go. <laughs> The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and then come before Pihahiroth, between Migdal and the sea, over against Balzephon. Before it shall be encamped, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. So when they were leaving Egypt and they got to before the Red Sea, God said, Don't go anywhere, just stay here. Don't go, don't advance. Pitch yourself here before you get to the sea. Because he says, for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. Because they don't know where to go again. Because <laughs> the wilderness is there. Eh? To the left and to the right are mountains. And the, behind them is the Egyptians, the, the home of the Egyptians. And in front of them is the Red Sea. So they are entangled, they are trapped in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he, should, he shall follow after them and I will be honored upon Pharaoh. I will be honored because to this point you now Pharaoh has not honored the God of the Israelites. In spite of all the miracles and everything his heart has become so hardened that he, he, he doesn't respect God. Doesn't fear him. And God said you must do this so that I will be honored in his eyes and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. Yeah. Exodus 14 from verse 15 he says and the Lord spake unto Moses that, that wherefore cried because they were, when they saw the vision they started crying said, why are you crying unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. <laughs> go forward to where? The sea. He said, Go forward. <laughs> go forward. Hmm? 
But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I beheld, and I, behold, sorry, I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. I will harden them so that when they even come towards the sea and it's divided, they will still follow into the sea. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh. A stubborn person. I will show him my honor. And upon all his hosts and upon his chariots. The vision shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots. God decided he was going to be respected by Pharaoh. He was going to get Pharaoh to respect him. Pharaoh did not respect the God of the Hebrews. Jehovah decided to teach Pharaoh a lesson. You are stubborn when it takes a long time for you to see and understand simple things. Pharaoh is an ultimate example of a stubborn person. He resisted God's instructions that came through the prophet Moses. Pharaoh did not respect the God of the Hebrews. He resisted the God of Israel. His stubbornness was a profound revelation of disrespect for God. Yeah, frogs are back. You won't yield. Lies. Eh, is it a yeah. The same thing that goes in our hair. Hey, that thing is very somewhere. You will knock your head many times. You will try to kill them on your head. Cho, 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 cho. Do they still exist? Do they still exist? Lice in the hair of human beings. I think they have stopped. They have, they have. Do they still have some in the world? Lice. Hey, lice came. He wouldn't yield. Water you drink, change to blood, it wouldn't yield. I mean, when you are going to boil, you, you fetch water from your tap, it becomes red. If you want to make tea, if first you have red water before the tea bag goes inside, you can't even know when it has brewed. You pour your milk, it's red milk, reddish milk. How do you drink your tea? And still, he wouldn't budge. Stubbornness. When somebody you honor is advising you, talking to you, don't listen. Your stubbornness is a is a is a is a is a sure sign of disrespect. That's why a lot of marriage counseling doesn't work. Because you are not honest. So as you are telling the person, no, leave the matter, leave the matter. It means that the person doesn't honor you. You are not the person to speak. That's why when they marry at engagements, they say we need two people from the family. But I am so traditional, nobody uses it. Two people from here, two people from here to advise to, to be behind the marriage. If there's an issue, you should go to these two people, and because we are we are expecting that you respect them enough to listen to them and they can solve matters. To these people when they are marrying, oh we are in love. Oh we are in love. We are going to silver bed. We are going to watch the latest <laughs> this thing it has come so we are going to watch oh we are going to beggar king oh <laughs> we are going to kfc they don't understand the marriage you have watched too many movies and too many telenovelas so you don't understand what marriage is as you are entering or you feel that oh, you have met somebody. Oh, oh, oh he, he's calling me. Oh, oh, you people. Ah. Oh, 
yeah, keep quiet. Ah. Oh, you just know. Hello. Oh. <laughs> you are coming. Oh, you're almost here. Hey. Okay. You. Hey, it's coming up. Oh. I'm going to Bafenka. I'm going to Bafenka. Because when he's, you hear his voice, then you are melting. When, when, when the voice put now melting, and answer. When he shakes your hand, then your whole body is vibrating. If he puts his arms around your waist, oh, your whole. Uh, you, you can't speak. Oh, oh, oh. Nobody can advise you. If you have a marital quarrel, nobody can talk to you. God is calling you to work for Him. Your stubbornness and refusal to participate in the work of God. Sure sign of dishonor. Meanwhile, if you are doing MBA, very tough, you will finish. Right? They say do basenta work. It's almost as if, hey, what course is this? What program is this? Difficult. Media. I cannot do this thing. It's too much. It's too difficult. It's too this. It's too this. It's too this. It's too this. God is speaking to you. Do not harden your heart. God is calling you. Come to his aid. Come to his help. Let us fight. Yes. Pastors, lead your sheep with strength. We are going for weekday service. We are going for center service. We are going for uh, whatever, convention. We are going for outreach. We have to fight because we are working for our God. Working for our God is different from if we work for any government or any institution. We are very diligent, but not with God. Meanwhile, when you come and say, Oh God, we really honor God. But... God doesn't like people who just honor him, him with their lips. Even when we sing our song, eh, you, eh, eh, I gave myself away so you can use me. But we are saying that no. Don't you, you, I'm not going to use you anything for what? Hey. I gave myself away so you can use me. But don't use me, Lord. Lord, I'm tired. <laughs> Lord, I'm very tired from work. Lord, I'm quite busy. Lord, I've been so busy. I cannot do much. So, our lips are committed to Him, but our actions are not. Pretense and deception can be a sign of dishonor. He said in Matthew 15, 7, Ye hypocrites, well did the prophet Isaiah say, These people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines 
the commandments of men. The doctrines are men's instructions and commandments that we agree to them because that's what men want us to do. Being a hypocrite and pretending all the time is a sign that you think you can deceive someone. You esteem the person to have a lower intelligence. You think you can deceive him because you consider him to be a dimwit. That's somebody who doesn't have intelligence. When you try to humor or patronize an important person, you make nice comments to him as though you are you like the person or you are whatever. But meanwhile, no, you are trying to say that he, he lacks the intelligence to see that you are not genuine. That's you are patronizing him. Oh, Bishop. Sometimes the long, the elongation of my title is patronization. Bishop. My Bishop. Just <laughs> say, yeah, that, that, I don't know. God did not take it lightly when his people feigned respect and pretended to honor him when in fact their hearts were far from him. Over the years, I've seen how people try to pretend towards me, telling me things they think I want to hear. When they are not with me, they talk about everything else. But when they are with me, they talk about God and the church. They tell me their dreams and their desire to do missionary work. They speak with a soft and gentle voice when they are speaking to me but they have a rough voice when they speak to others. I don't like that. Hello, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. Hey, Daddy. Daddy, is there something I can do for you? Then just just next door, when you are not in my prayer, hey, I don't like, I'll slap you just now. Nice girl. (laughs) Some even develop a special respectful accent. When they are talking to you. Oh, hello. Yeah, Tati. Yeah, you. I was just thinking about you. Gonna hear also that. To honor someone is to be genuine and without pretense. Do not insult great people by assuming they are so in need of flattery, adulation, and idolization. Do not insult great people by pretending around them. Do not assume they are so stupid to be taken in by your little act of false and pretentious humility. May God have mercy on us and deliver us from these signs of dishonor in Jesus' name. Amen. Please, up on your feet, we've ended. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. of this honor may God deliver you from it your absence your non-visiting never paid a catsy call on someone you honor may God deliver you and save you are you there still when somebody is giving you advice always think about it when I sit in front of us and be saying that, oh, please, can you give me an advice on something? 
You know that you won't do it. You know what you are going to do already long before you came. You see, that you want to add me as an approval point that oh, even Bishop Cry says it can work. Meanwhile, you know that that's not my mind. But just because you came and passed, even you came to say hello, you didn't really say the real thing. These people like to say that, oh, if Bishop agrees, I'll marry you. Meanwhile, who named the Abbey? I was telling a young man, he said, Oh, Bishop, I want you to, if you say that, uh, I, I, me, I, I just, I'm waiting for you, whatever you say. I said, ah, but am I the one who loves the girl? Are you not the one who has loved the girl? <laughs> no, 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 we are Now you want to make me that um, my stamp, I should put my stamp on it to say that I am the one who gave her to you. No, you have taken your thing already. If I tell you that here is, uh, what's her name again? Uh, uh, no, no, Kate, Kate, LP Kate. May the name Mawa be shut up and say, hey. Bishop. I don't know whether she can order things from eBay. Do you know how to order things from eBay? Ah, Bishop. God will help you. Father, bless everyone. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Yes, Lord. Lift your hand. Ask God to touch your heart and speak to you always concerning the honor you are called. People you love, people you respect. Oh, yes. Help us to honor the people that you have sent into our lives. Oh, May we always make ourselves available, oh God. When they call us. When by they need us, by your visiting, by your disrespect for the words, oh yes, Mato Kataya, blessed be God, blessed be God. Father, thanks a million for your living word. We pray that we'll be doers of your word and not hearers only. In the mighty name of Jesus, show us kindness, Lord. Deliver us from pretense and hypocrisy before the people we honor or we claim to honor. Deliver us, O God, from rejecting their counsel and yet saying we honor them. Deliver us, O Father, from receiving their counsel, their advice, their input with stubbornness. Deliver us. May we be softer. May it not take more than five minutes when they are advising us to agree to it, to obey it, and to do it. May there not be multiple meetings that have no end. Oh my God, save your people. Save us from dishonor. 
that we might be men and women that can also be honored because we honor your servants you said that he who receives the disciples and the servants you have sent has received you and he who has received you jesus has received the father who sent you and therefore oh my god those you sent to us may we not despise them you said when we despise them when we dishonor them we have dishonored you and we have despised you oh jesus thank you for showing us the way we thank you master we thank you i pray for everyone here that we will go to our higher level the level that honor affords may we get there in jesus name the honor that honor affords may we rise into it in the name of jesus and that our lives will become glorious and blessed all the days of our lives in jesus mighty name amen clap for jesus Oh, you see, by your non-clapping, by your non-amen, by your non-response with speed, they are all signs and symptoms. You may not think so, but you will see eventually when the things are manifesting that the signs were there already. The signs were there. You know of signs of disloyalty, but you are also seeing signs of dishonor. Yes, dishon people who dishonor fathers. I think either on Sunday or so I have to talk about um you see that the, the, the title is twofold, but it's only one, but it's twofold. That you must turn away from those who dishonor you. It's, it's for like an anointed person. When David went to his brothers and told them that ah, this Goliath who is talking, who what would they give to anybody who kills him? They said to him that you are a small boy. With whom have you left the few sheep? You have come to spy the battle. Men to atu answer phone or hawati. Then he Rabu says that he turned from them to another. He turned away from them. When Jesus came to his hometown, he couldn't do miracles because of their despisement. They didn't honor him. He turned and went to other cities. I think on Sunday maybe. I don't know whether this series can get to next Tuesday, but if it does, I will show you because the, the, the anointed person must turn away from those who dishonor. But it also means that the members and believers must also turn away from dishonoring anointed people. So the title is, an anointed person must turn away from those who despise. But actually, it should be also that the believers must turn away from dishonoring anointed people. So that will be on Sunday. But I think on Tuesday, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We are being led by the Lord. We are not just moving because we have a, a, a curriculum we have to fulfill. Because God is blessing us. Let's all pray this prayer. If you are on Facebook, YouTube, you are even here, you want to give your life to Jesus, this is a very important prayer to pray to commit your life to Jesus. And if you are a believer who has backslidden and you want to rededicate your life, please pray this prayer and mean it with all your heart. Something new will happen in your life. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Today, I open my heart to Jesus Christ. Please wash away all my sins and make me a brand new person from today i will serve jesus i will follow jesus for the rest of my days thank you father for saving me today 
please write my name in the book of life. I'm yours forever in Jesus' name. Now, Satan, I reject you. I refuse you. For the rest of my days, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my master. And I will serve him forever. Amen. My heart has found in you a hope that will abide. We trust you have been refreshed by the word of truth, rightly divided by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. on the Riverside Flow Service. And connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. God richly bless you. Take